Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop! Drop down. Snap. And then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. The Escape Pod. I'm Jez Bot. I'm Timmy Tucker. I'm short enough. And welcome back to Turnstile Records presents the Escape Pod. It's the New Year's Eve edition, I guess. I guess. Into it. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Turnstile Records all year, every year, every week, <laughs> every day. All, day. all the time. It's a non-stop podcast. I hope to get, this is going to be my New Year's resolution. I hope to get 100 quality episodes out to the punters, to the listeners there. Yep. How many how, how many far off are you? Well, this 50. year we did 52 episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which was good, which was One up, up on last year. And I hope to, uh, we shall double our efforts, Lord Vader type right. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, enough, you sent me that video of that guy in the, um, doing the, uh, what's that, Sky? What oh, the hang gliding. Hang gliding. It was a pretty popular, it was a viral video. Uh, I've had dreams of that. Have you? Terrifying that's, dreams. That's a pretty intense experience, isn't it? Um, well, mine, mine are more like that I was hanging off the back of the uh, Mad Mouse. I don't know what you're oh, talking no. about. The video that you sent, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a guy that's um, hanging off a hang glider. Yeah. And he's not strapped in properly. And Have you seen the video? Hanging off. Seen, no, that's terrible. That's a dual uh, hang gliding experience. So the, the main operator is strapped in and his passenger isn't strapped in. He's got all his harness tandem, on. Tandem. Tandem. And he's hanging on to the guy next to him, but he hasn't clipped on. Yeah. And so goes, hang that, in. How does that get through all those procedures and the well, steps and the work safe and like, is he plugged in? Yeah, they missed a step. Missed it's a step. Just, it's his, not that hard. Uh, no. Am I clipped in? Well, anyway, the guy manages to hang on by all attempts and they, you this know, it's, it's a harrowing to, experience. This is him going through the air. Sounds pretty. You can't hit. Yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty calm. Nice. Well, they're yeah. going quite, quite See, quickly. Yeah, yeah. It looks really nice. It's um, it's like the hills are alive with the sound of music. It's like the Swiss Alps or something, and we're yep. seeing everything going on, and he's gliding down. And oh, wait a second. Oh no, there's a guy hanging onto the side there, <laughs> and he's reaching for the belt. He's falling. Why is he not? Cl- he's not clipped in. He's falling off the thing, and he's hanging off the hang Like um. <laughs> That's him. Like if he lets go, he's hey, dead. Are we talking yeah. about a Tom Cruise? A level stunt here. Ah, uh, this is absolutely yeah. credits to his level of grip strength. Tell you what, that Tom Cruise is a dream boat. And the <laughs> the thing, to, the, it's a it's a harrowing video. They, it is. Um, it's it's a like it's a sweaty palms video. They yeah. go higher and higher and. Well, you're riding the air currents, Tim. You don't know where you're going to end up. Essentially, I mean, yeah. there are so, there is some direction, I guess. Down. There he goes. Yep. Okay. And he's oh, he's hanging on. The grass is coming up. Yeah. And that he's like, a bigger fella. So he's obviously, him hanging there is obviously de- affecting the trajectory of the hang glider. He was essentially doing a downward dog, downward facing dog, if you've ever done yoga, like as he was landing on the grass there. Well, that's yep. terrifying. This is why. Break his wrist. Tell, yeah, you, tell you who's never going to be in that situation. This guy. Yeah. Right here. Cause I'm You're never, pointing at me? Oh. I'm never doing this. I'm never getting on that. No, doesn't float your boat. Uh, no, it doesn't float, cool. doesn't float my boat and doesn't fly my kite. I would have said because it's it would be pretty. Air. It would be pretty cool. I mean, just I don't know. There's two ways to look at it. You know, live your life to the fullest, mm-hmm. get all those experiences, a, li- a life lived, or you know, value the sanctity of life. It's so rare, you think, in the in the uh, universe and the cosmos that 
you know, it's, it's an amazing feat that we're even here. It is, and, it is. And why? <laughs> well, like, for example, I'd, like, really like to have, I'd really like to have a motorbike. But, I, you know, I know through life experiences that people die on motorbikes. Mate, and do you think I don't want a Harley Davidson? Yeah. Does my want to zoom around on a motorbike outweigh the, the specialness of living a life? Mm. You know, and I, I don't think it does. I mean, Tim and I have visited a friend uh, in previous years at the uh, rehab centre from riding motorbikes. Oh, yep. yeah. It's and, and, the, yeah. and the second time he was in there. Yeah, it was, wasn't for it? For riding motorbikes. Yep. Mm. So he yep. lost his leg. Oh, it's, it must, it's like oh, heroin. Bottom half of his leg. Mm-hmm. So he still had a... It's like heroin, thing, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. it's a thrill that's unattainable. Hard to attain otherwise. And once you're into it, you know... It's great. And as Baby <laughs> King always said... Once, once you get into it, it's great. Yep. Baby King always said the thrill is gone. And I think uh, the first time you ride a motorbike, <laughs> ride a motorbike, and the first time a you like mainline heroin, that black tar... <laughs> very similar. The, the thrill is gone. You can never capture that feeling again. Innocence You're lost. You're chasing the dragon. Yep. Tracing white lines, coincidentally. And look, I'm not going to be hang gliding this year, next year. This is my, uh, mark my words. What okay. about bungee jumping? Uh, I've done it. Yep. I did it in Byron Bay and I was there up by myself as a 18 or 19 year old and I thought, well, that's what you've got to do. A, a rite of passage. Let's do something crazy. Yep. I don't want to get tattoos. I don't want to ride a motorbike. So I'll, I'll bungee jump and it was off a tower mm. rather than a, a cliff sort of scenario, but it was very high. It was 110 feet, which is up there. Yeah. And when you're up the top and your, your instructor is a Byron Bay, probably 22-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was going to say, instructor's a glorified term. Dreadlocks, ear piercings, yep. tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Neck yep. tattoos, job yep. stoppers. Yep. Uh, and I said, hey, who... who does the ropes? How, where are these ropes from? I thought I would ropes do... like do themselves, I was going to do... <laughs> to do my due diligence and ask the right questions. Like, is there a safety procedure here? Isn't Who that, does the ropes? Isn't it their duty to sort of like say... Duty of care, yeah. No, no there isn't. Are you still going to do it? Or are you going to puss out? You're going to puss out, princess. I don't know if they're tied up. That's why I would jump, bruh. <laughs> well, that's what it was, kind of was, because you go, we do the ropes here there we make the ropes ourselves and that's when i started to panic and i was up the top and is it like one of their point break moments you remember yeah. when, when keanu reeves or johnny utah, johnny utah. Like, he's up in the plane with uh the Bodie, and yeah. he's like who packed my shoot who packed my shoot yeah. you know yeah uh sean how could i forget that moment i pack your shoot you didn't know if you could trust him or not yeah. you know well, that's exactly what I was feeling. So then the up, yeah. And, there's, and it starts to, there's a crowd uh, gathering below, watching, because the, the elevator or whatever, because it's a tower, it's on a mountain, as I said, it's an elevator to get up there or whatever. And so as soon as yep. the elevator goes up, people start to gather around and go, oh, yeah, here we go, someone's going to jump, let's watch them. Yep. Hopefully he's going to drown or die. Hopefully the rope will fail, because that's why we yeah. watch that. Okay, yeah. I see that. We want to see the train wreck. <laughs> uh, and it was time to jump. And it was 3-2-1 styles. And he had to keep doing the 3 two, one Because I wouldn't jump. My legs wouldn't jump. Pussy. And I, this is that. This is, <laughs> <laughs> He's a pussy, brownie. <laughs> this is at my, uh, this is at my the, rope. This is at the height of my peacocking. 
You know what I mean? Literally, yeah. I'm up 110 feet. This is the height of, of peacock. My, of peacock. Yeah. And then when it comes down to it, Jezbok couldn't do it. You didn't do it. Well, I did. Give but I push. didn't do... I wanted to do the Brody three, two, one, and I dive out like a uh, frog or a uh, sugar glider possum diving from tree to tree. They don't fly, they glide. <laughs> you know? Instead, and, your granny flopped. And, I, yeah. and, and my legs buckled and I ended up just like falling over <laughs> shoulders for first. The last thing to leave the platform was my feet. It's supposed to be the first. You're supposed to spring out. But the shoulders sort of go first, the head. And then you sort of like ease out, ease out. And it was terrible. Like it's, you, you're falling down and you're going, what? Am I doing? Yeah. Why did I do this? Yeah, this is it. This is the end. I had that a very hit- similar experience. A very similar experience. I remember that moment. Only I didn't pussy out. I jumped out before we finished the <laughs> countdown. Um, before they finished. Before they finished, One, I was out. Well, two, done. well yeah. done. I was out. And here's the thing. This is though, a, this here's is the real, thing. This like I was, peacock. I was really nonchalant. I was really confident. You know, getting up on there, even at the height. I did the thing that you said about. You know, like I asked him. After he tied me up, I was like, so do you trust your tie-up job? And he was kind of like, yeah, man, I totally trust my tie-up job. Yeah. Dude. Totally, bro. Dude. Dude. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was like, oh, fair fair enough. It's, um, that's some wide de vive, some confidence right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did that whole, like, really, like, I've got this. I'm standing on the edge, take photos, bang, and then uh, – Gang hands, and then um, <laughs> West Side, West Side. See, like full, full of, full of confidence. Jumped off, no problem. But there was a moment where I didn't realise I wasn't gliding like a sugar glider, and I was falling <laughs> like a brick. And my brain just said, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and the drop is four seconds, something like that. It, and the the amount of thoughts is like. I've wasted my life. I should have done better at maths. I should have learned a lot of the language. This is what happens at this time of year. It's, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you start thinking about all the things you didn't do this year. That's right. That then, I'm going to do next year. Then what about the aftermath? Like you get off, because <clears throat> I got off the Tower of Terror and I was like an hour or so. I was still like kind of pepped up, bro. Yeah. You know? um, I've never done the actual, I had to dive myself. I don't think I could do it. No, you like to be strapped into a machine that throws you off the edge. Rather, if than... I have to, yeah. You know, it's actually quite simple. There's less to go wrong in the bungee jump than a, than a machine. There's less Probably. bolts and things like that. It's just a rope and a. You, you know, know, you see those New Guinea tribes. They they invented uh, bungee jumping, and all they had was a vine. That's right. That's chaotic. Trust your vines, bro. You see what they're doing now? They do it in all sorts of places. They do it in New Zealand as well. The uh, the canyon swings. It's oh, yeah. like bungee oh. jumping, but they start you. It's not a it's not a bungee rope. It's not elastic. It's a fixed rope, and it's got a center point, and they start you off somewhere on the other side. It's more of your coyote roadrunner. A uh, giant. It's a giant it's a co- swing. A <laughs> giant a, swing. A wily coyote. Uh, and you stand at, at the top, Acme. and they drop you on a rope, and you fly across. That's, I don't think I'd want to do it. That's extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Would you do it? Oh, if I could, I would. Okay. Do you think that the rise in extreme sports and craziness is in direct correlation with uh, our, the end of the world? Yeah, well, our, I think it is. Our, um, going further and further away from nature and uh, being providing for ourselves and hunting in that base level 
reptilian thing that's within all of us and we don't have that anymore so maybe we need to go more and more extreme jump off more canyons uh bungee jump off high i think now we're going into space in a balloon and then jumping off that thing because mm. yeah because red, Bull, red bull's got something to do with it, it. is there's I mean, like adrenaline we have oh, we like have receptors oh, built-in receptors yeah, yeah yeah evolution over time we've got built-in receptors for Different chemicals that our bodies produce, like pleasure and yeah, dopamine's, for, and for whatever reasons, as survival chemicals, our body's got reasons to accept them. And in, and when with these receptors it becomes a requirement, just like nicotine. When you smoke nicotine, it, it creates these receptors, and you that's why more, you, get you need a, more nicotine. You need to feed those receptors, and that's the same thing with adrenaline. Like, um, I mean, on an evolutionary scale, we're, what we are at now in extreme sports is just pretty young. Pretty young. It's been around. Can I do quickly. a question sidebar to this? What kind of kid were you? Were you the guy that, because you're the eldest in your family? Yep. So you're the trendsetter or the um, the goat, you know, the guy that had to pave the way? Trailblazer. Alpha. Alpha, peacock. Because uh, <laughs> I was the youngest. And so f- the motivation for me to go down the, uh, the, the embankment on my BMX at a six-year-old was because all my older brothers could do it. Yep. You're... you're, you're you're didn't have standards. that. You're, you're you didn't have standards. any standards. So were you the type of child to do the monkey bars, the swing bars, uh, go down the slide, uh, do the jump bungee? Oh, yeah. always. I love my extreme sports. I grew up on them. There you go. Yeah, um, I, was, I was okay at them. I would say I was mediocre. I won some competitions in different things, but I was oh, yes, never... Um, skimboarding. Skimboarding. And, and, and skateboarding, but I was never one of the... Oh, I could never have gone pro. I was just like a good... Like a suburban yeah. You're into it and you were aware of your uh, capabilities. Yeah, but I didn't have that, um, you know, that innate switch that uh, good that people that succeed in, in extreme sports have yep. permanently switched off, which is their, you know, their will uh, to survive. Brain trauma is a big part of it as well. Mm. If you get a big, massive hit in the head as a young child, you're more impulsive. That's what happens to all these wrestlers. Yeah. I listen no. to a lot of different podcast boys, but... Um, it I could be. Yeah, did I you ever get hit that. in the head? I did. I I had a big because uh, of my interest really? in extreme sports. I um, I used to uh, I used to skate a lot around school, like big gaps off stairs over wheelie bins and whatnot. And but I wasn't skating on this occasion. I just tried to jump up onto a handrail down a twelve stair gap. Yeah, as you do. That was wet. Just to, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I could slide down it. No, because you had so much testosterone. Yeah, what age is this? We used to do like pick um, pick this pick was pick before before parkour, but we did what would be considered like a uh, quasi version of parkour. You know, mm. it was nowhere near as stylish, but we used to just like jump shit because we weren't allowed to skate at school, but we just you know liked yeah, to do that practicing sort of stuff. like air massive like ridiculous gaps. But you uh, you hit the twelve. Yeah, step hit the twelve step <laughs> and. Just hit it with Sorry about that, just hit it with the back of my heel instead of the middle of the foot, which is usually where you go for the grind slide. Right, yeah. And the back of the heel, I remember it just slipping over and uh, the legs going over the handrail and my head going backwards and, and then I hit the ground quite hard. I uh, ended up in hospital. Ooh. All right, so... But landed, the full force was accepted by my noggin. How many days in hospital? Well, I was only there. I was out that night. Concussion. I was only there for the afternoon. Yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't fully messed up. Was there vomiting? But I was 
you know, I was in a hole. No, it's it, shook, it shook me pretty hard. Okay, I was... So how back? How quickly were you back on the horse for, for extreme? Oh, yeah, really, really quickly. Okay. Really quickly. It wasn't that sort and of... some like, would say... It was only are, a knock on the head. It didn't some are saying that that's else. what's happening. Like after a head trauma, you see it in all these uh, pro athletes. So, um, yeah, they start to have more extreme behavior. And like oh. uh, OJ. OJ. Yeah. <laughs> OJ. But I'm not saying you're a murderer, uh, allegedly. Not at all. Not I'm at just all. saying that after that first initial knock, did the extreme behavior continue? And, and then or when did it escalate. stop? It could be seen as a, as a turning point. It could have been seen as a, a direct catalyst for extreme behavior that still exists to this day. But you're, you're not jumping out planes. No, I'm not, but I'd like to. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't. And um, I probably never will be able to. And sometimes that saddens me. Do you know what I'd really like to do? Get some, wingsuit. Uh, wingsuit? You know oh, wingsuit? Those big fan things. First, on, no, yeah. no, no, no. When you jump like, off a like clear. Like a possum. Can't you do it in like the, a sugar in the big fan? Yeah. Can't you do it in the fan? Can't you do a sugar glider? Oh, you can do sugar that. Sugar glider possum reference, please, Tim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I set it up. But yeah, it's like that thing where you jump off a cliff and then you spread your arms and then there's a, a fly suit like you see Bond would do maybe in a movie. Yep. yep. Uh, you, you would like to do that, but have you seen the Sugar Glider fails? Oh, yeah. It's, no, not, a good, it's not a good way. No. Is it anything like the Hang Glider fail? Uh, it's a lot worse because when you're just going, you don't have a parachute, you are going Mark 10. Mark and, 10. And when you don't get the gap, when you don't... Um, Cut the cut the cheese, or I don't know what the expression is when yeah. you cut it close. They're just falling out of sky. They just slam into a mountain at four hundred k an hour. That's really bad. But how, how do you survive that? They don't. Well, you, you, oh, you okay, okay. You so don't. you don't. It makes for a terrible YouTube video. Thought, yeah. Okay. Really bad. Really. So bad. how many people have actually died doing that? Do and, you know? well, but the culture is. How, how long's a piece of string, man? Okay. But they still push it because, like, the culture is now. It's not just wingsuiting where you can just jump out of a plane and glide around. It's no, your base jump, jump off a mountain and do a thing called proximity diving where the aim is to get to the bottom while staying as close to the mountain face as possible, you know, while you get down there. Yeah, but there, why? Why? Yeah. why? Oh, yeah. that's oh, crazy. Fo- is it for the footage? Is that, is it Instagram? It must be amazing, wild. amazing footage. It's, it's, it could be for the sponsor. What you want though is <laughs> you don't, you want to be the guy that supplies the camera and not the guy uh, wearing the camera. Because when the dude hits the mountain, inevitably, that's when you get 60 million hits. Because that's good footage. That's great footage. Yep. Be the producer, not... Not the actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't don't yeah. be the actor. Don't be the, the product. Be the, the person setting it up. Yeah, because if you supply it, then you've got the right to deny it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's uh, not not extreme things. I think roller coasters is ex- as extreme as I'd sort of... Inde- oh, water slides. I don't mind. I don't oh, mind. yeah. You used to love a great water, water no, slide. No, 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 Don't like water slides. No? No. Can I, can I Take, um, yeah, on, invite a crazy invention? The um, bringing together of uh, the, the virtual reality glasses. Yep. But in one of those big fan rooms where you get to do your... Um, oh yeah, get to oh, yeah. glide, but you're in the thing, so it's simulated. It tracks you in this tube. You'd feel like you're. So you'd have. You still have to fucking do it. Well, what about That's what about the, idea. Um, that um, flying? You, you see him. You see him. You can just jump on a surfboard, and they have that false. It's like a setup, like a stall. 
mm. and it's a wave. Oh, so yeah. They have one at MSAC yeah. so in you, Melbourne. You, you're sort of on that. So you feel the wetness. You feel you've like got to do it. You feel like you're falling on water, but it's actually a water slide or a rapid or mm. your virtual reality into it. has to be pretty intuitive because those things are really hard. It's just yeah. a sidebar on that sidebar with that virtual reality stuff and Star Trek. With their holodeck, I know Sean enough. You're not really. We got into... the holodeck. Um, but when you when you get... holodeck colors, when you're, going the, here. when you're in the holodeck on Star Trek times, and you're going on the water slide, and you get wet, like splashed wet, and then you walk out of the holodeck, do you immediately dry? Because the water's not real. Mm. All right. Mm. No, you just feel like you're getting wet. You feel like you're getting wet. So it's 4D. No, it's hologram. So you don't know. It could be like a combination of all. How do they get my wet senses going? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, this, dinner and a movie. This, this, uh, <laughs> I'd like to. This time last year, we did an episode called "Mark My Words." Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought we could do because it is a New Year's Eve pod or New Year's sort of area pod. I thought yeah. we could do maybe a "Mark My Words" part two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Nice. So. Last time we did Mark My Words and I predicted what was going to happen this year for me personally. And one of my promises, my New Year's resolutions, my Mark My Words was I'm going to drink. I've done this before where I failed because I've set the bar too high. I've said I'm going to learn Spanish and you're not going to learn Spanish next year, guys. All right. Mm-hmm. So I set the bar low last year and I said I'm going to drink more water. This year. Yep. How'd you go? I 100% passed. Okay. I got... Oh, have you I, got a ding on that? Have you got a... Ah. I bought myself a soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> I am not drinking as much soda pop. And... The water levels are triple what of what they were at this time last year. Oh. So I would like to suggest that in Mark My Words this year, we set the bar lower. You don't need to go, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get, because I really want an inch on my pecs. Yeah. Mm. It's not going to fucking happen, man. I know what, I know what I'm going to do this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change up my uh, t-shirt section of my closet. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Gonna, what, throw some stuff, two men enter, one man leave? Or, um, or like 10 men, 10 men exit, two men enter. Yeah. One man. Two men enter, <laughs> 10 men exit. Um, but yeah, more, t- uh, more t-shirts. I just got to recirculate because I've, I've, I've tried to do the old, what happens with me is I do gigs, people post it on Facebook, do my own posts, then sure enough, you are seen in... Um, Looks like Timmy Taco is wearing <clears throat> the same t-shirt every day. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. there'll be gigs, you know. Uh, your memories from six, seven years ago, and I've got the same the hoodie on. Damn t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? So I, I want to recirculate my uh, very good, my very stock. Good. Yeah, I mean, in last year's mark my words, I'll say this: uh, I said mark my words. I will definitely. I wanted to do boxing, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Mark my word, I did. Mm-hmm. I did two boxing sessions. Yep, boxy <laughs> boxing. Dan was <laughs> Dan was very uh, not impressed mm-hmm. with uh, doing foxy boxing. It's pretty full on, but the shoulders couldn't hold up. Uh, I did two sessions. It was at seven o'clock at night. And so like I'm going to these sessions. I'm using the shoulders. I've had rotator cuff issues. Two sessions. Two sessions. Yep. And 
sure enough, the shoulders, I could barely move the next day. And then I'm so amped because it started at 7 p.m. And so, but you do your hour session. Yep. You're not sleeping until 1.30, sleep. 2 o'clock. I was up. It's crazy. Keeps, mm. it, keeps mm. you up. So this year, the water levels are up. It's all good. I'm going to continue that. This year, I would like to uh, post... As I've said, 100 quality, top-notch podcasts. Top-notch. Top-notch. The best podcast, the best audio you've heard all year. Mark Jezbot's words. <laughs> I'll accept 100. We're probably going to get 52. But does that involve um, like podcasts that you record on your own? Like the other night, it was about 2.30 in the morning, and your wife texted me and said, uh, Tim, your brother is in the top room talking to himself <laughs> on, his, on his Zoom. On his Zoom. Uh, please help me. So I um, so I sent back to her, don't worry about it. Some people have it way worse than you, Cass. Yeah, and, and then I sent her the uh, King Ripper farting video. Yeah, yeah. Ask King Ass Ripper. King Ass Ripper video. <laughs> and, then, and then I uh, immediately called Tim back and then I said, I pressed record and I said, uh, we're doing a pod. And so Tim, according to Decided Vanessa... to make it all of the listeners' problem. Yeah. According to Vanessa, uh, she was drifting off uh, Christmas night on the couch. You know, they got rid of the kids. They were just like maxing out. I call up at 2.30. Let's do a pod. And so Tim uh, great, graciously... Um, Listen to Jeremy's voice for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will release at some stage. Uh, Jezbot after dark Christmas. Uh, you never know. know. You yeah, really do out. never know. I, but, do, I know, but you yeah. don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes. Are you stupid, ugly, and boring as shit? Or perhaps you're a complete dick who has no idea how to communicate with the opposite sex. In fact, I bet you make a complete fuck of yourself all the time. time. If your answer is yes, then look no further than lower your expectations dating agency. Hi, I'm Rudolph Bernstein, owner and CEO of Lower Your Expectations Dating Agency. For just $19.99.95 plus tax, our database is jammed full of other like-minded losers just like you. With so many jerks to choose from, we have someone for everyone at Lower Your Expectations Dating Agency. From the plain old fucking stupid or just annoying assholes who have meaningless interests that no one else gives a shit about just like you. you. So get off your stupid lazy ass and call us at Lower Your Expectations Dating Agency. 2126 Unit 55 Bloomberg Highway Albuquerque. Yeah, uh, watching MASH again. Oh, yeah. It's great Tim, sound. Yeah, yeah, great Tim doesn't intro. like it. And a lot of people... Um, no, I like it, but I just don't understand why you keep watching it when there's just so it's much on, to watch. It's on, for starters. Yep. Um, after Christmas dinner or whatever, we went home and we watched Rabid. Relax with a bit of MASH. Oh, we watched Rabid. Hey, hey, Deborah. Rabid. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Rabid. Deborah. Rabid. Hey, Robert. Hey, Deborah. Hey, Rabid. Hey, my parents. Robert. That's very good. So we watched that, and then and then I watched Mash, man. And so what I realized this time, this round of Mash, because it'll be every two years, I'll I'll have another crack at Mash when it comes back on or whatever. Yeah. This time I had the hashtag Me Too movement in my head as and we of, always we all should should have and right. need to do in the future but i started to look at mash in from different uh, from a different view which is which is what the movement's all about really and it kind of seems like hawkeye pierce the major doctor that had most power uh was pushing his uh 
his status on these uh, nurses, man. He was um, always drunk. Yeah, and yes. he'd always be cornering them. He was going oh, he was back to my tan if I could only blah, blah, blah. And yeah. grab, grabity, grab, grab. But he was yeah, a, um, now I'm a looking slick at professional. A slick professional in an isolated environment. And I didn't hear any of them nurses complaining. <laughs> yeah, well, not at that well, stage, but now. <laughs> they didn't want to get, oh, wait, they did want to get fired. They were in the war. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They didn't have the internet. But yeah, but I know what you're saying. It, like, mm. post Me Too movement, Hawkeye would be fucked. There's so many things that are so like... <laughs> like that, the whole basis of the show yeah. wouldn't exist. No. So, really. And then I watched uh, Margaret Houlihan. She, got, she was going to quit yeah. in last week's episode. And uh, she, she got really pissed, like drunk, off the moonshine that they're brewing in their tent because right. they're like, that's their hot Cosby. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so she gets so slaughtered. And then like Hawkeye and uh, McIntyre need, need, to, need to bring her to the showers. and like um, To the showers? Yeah, like she had full clothes on, but she, they, yep. were the, they had to like uh, freshen her up. You know, yeah. So she doesn't talk. You know. Oh, they were absolute oh, wow. players. The, the fans. Absolute, yeah. Oh yeah. Can we take? Let's turn that down. We have got the holodeck uh, lights on. It doesn't yeah, have to sound like a holodeck. That's that's the result of it being thirty-seven degrees in here. So. We could have ruined the whole podcast. That, um, okay, that people won't mind. They'll say, "What's that sound?" And then all of a sudden, it'll stop. If you yeah. couldn't have hit, that's what hit, happened. If you couldn't have heard it, <laughs> the background is the uh, portable uh, air conditioning unit that Sean enough has installed in his lovely studio here mm-hmm. so that we don't die of heat exhaustion on one of the hottest days in melbourne that we've faced yep. uh, this year if and not that's right <laughs> finish what you were talking and about well mash yeah hashtag mash too well i'm just saying yeah. that was a, that was the uh, the lead off like th- shit's done changed and uh, has- every year that it goes past because it is new year's eve or you know it's around that time it is the end of the year. Shit keeps changing. Like, did you guys realize that next year is 2019? Yeah. That is the future. That is yeah. one year off being the future. Did you know that's 19 mm. years beyond 2000? <laughs> True. <laughs> was, there a, um, was there a movie 2020? Yeah, oh, there's all sorts of stuff. Like 2020 is like... Stanley Kubrick. Like, the, the pinnacle. Like, okay. I, think, I don't think they thought too much beyond 2020. No. Except for L. Ron Hubbard. I can't do that, Michael. Mm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, just a, a little bit of a thing, talking about, uh, you know, things that have uh, old, old cultures gone, mm. um, like MASH. Um, <laughs> yeah. you remember, do you Shit remember, that just doesn't fly anymore. Like what wouldn't fly, mm. this definitely wouldn't fly. Do you remember foot rot flats? Yes. Holy shit, wait, wait. That's amazing. We talked about foot rot flats ne- last week. Yeah, we did. And we said that, do you remember when you saw foot rot flats? Because we went to the movies to see Foot Rock Flats. Yeah, Tim and I at Chatty. It was, it was a comic strip so popular. We saw the animation and we went, oh my God. Yeah, it was amazing. It was We've got to go see. This is going to be, this is right down our, in our wheelhouse. And we, we sat down and the credits came up. And the first thing that Foot Rock Flats said was in a, in a New Zealand accent. And we <laughs> looked at each other <laughs> with such disgust. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we can handle it. Like this anymore? <laughs> Foot rock flats. We can handle it. I don't think we can handle I don't it. Think we I don't think we can handle it. I love it. I love the New Zealand accent. If I could be a New Zealand person, I would. Okay. But seriously, it would increase uh, the likelihood that I would have met Kimber growing up, and I could have uh, the 
That's no, but it's a, story, that's but a whole other. That's a whole. So we were talking about foot rot flats. I was sorry to um, uh, side bayer, but yeah. um, but please continue. I um, I, I've there's a I've got a good mate down uh, at the local watering hole who who's a, who's a Kiwi and foot rot flats was obviously New Zealand mm. from New Zealand and um, he he likes to paraphrase foot rot flats comic strips and I had the uh, liberty of recording one last week so oh, I thought I would. Uh, Share it with the yeah, listeners. Yeah, okay, let's have a listen. Foot rock flats. Right. The... And this is uh, Rob, the host with the most, with uh, a foot, yeah. rock flats, foot rock flats anecdote. Okay. Tell us about the foot rock flats. The horse, he's gone to surgery, and so dog goes up, he's fucked. The horse is there, and dog's scared of the fucking horse anyway. So he goes, oh, oh, goes over and does the ring, oh, who's tough now? Oh, oh, like, you know. He's, he's, he's got his balls now. Horse is like, his tongue's hanging out. And finally goes, oh, oh, you're the man now, you're the man now. And the horse just opens one eye. And he goes, oh, fuck. oh, shit, he's seen me, he's seen me. And he knows he's going to get a back from horse when he gets better. But he's going, what? Oh, oh, you're the man now, look at you now, lying flat on the ground. And the horse just opens one eye and he goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sean enough does stuff. Yeah. What was he actually talking about that? Dude? I didn't understand what, what he said. But apparently that is a foot rot flats uh, strip. And uh, yeah, can I we, mean, can we, we, can get, we can get more. For There's next year, just, just moving forward he next did year. Find it very funny. With the digital um, recording going out there and recording people, let, should we stay away from drunk people perhaps? No, I think that's where the uh, the gold is. Yeah, it's, it's hit and miss. Can't you? Yeah, yeah. You got to direct them. One is you never let them touch the microphone. Mm. You have control of the microphone at all times. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You can't uh, you can't trust a, well, a drunk person with anything. You can't trust a, a drunk person with their own life. It's bizarre that it is the uh, the legal choice of intoxication. <laughs> well, uh, you need it's quite in, dangerous in this day and age where population growth is uh, exponentially growing. Yep. We we need things to wipe ourselves out. Yeah, but that's I mean, how many how many babies have been born as a result of being drunk? Well, me. I'm the youngest of five. <laughs> yeah. So, I, as mum as mum and dad would say, is uh you're unplanned, but you're not unwanted. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was my sort of What about show. Uh, what about Jake's? He was saying that he was using um alcohol as a contraceptive, remember? Yeah, so, that's right. If you that's right. If you a young buck that, that we used to work with as an apprentice said, uh, "Well, you can't like get pit, like pregnant if you piss." Because no. he, he thought he thought being drunk and hooking up uh, wouldn't wouldn't get anybody pregnant because uh, we, we were drunk. Oh, because you're drunk. You got the, the, the yeah, devil's man. poison in you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There was another guy. Yeah. There was another uh, apprentice that, at work that said one time. You know, when you're so uh, fit and healthy, you know, you've been working out so much that you shit blood. Hold on a second. But um, turns out it was only ass cancer, so it's fine. Yeah, that's all right. All right. No, it wasn't. No, he just, I think what happens is when you're eating healthy, what he didn't realize is eating lots of beetroot, red stuff. Yep. You know, and inevitably, uh, we've been trained to look, do our business and then look down and see what's going on back there. 
you know, possibly. Well, different I don't know. Some people do. I right. look. I look. I like to different see. Different cultures are different. I don't know if I received the official training, but <laughs> but I like to see what's happening. Just yeah, light brown and floating. Some, some European it's cultures, uh, their toilets are different. There's a there's a platform that you that you drop it onto. That's a little bit higher, so you can see it and study it before you mm. flush it. Yeah, it's like Germany. There's or that there. corn. There's a, there's you, a sausage, apparently you can there's judge your, uh, your internal health <laughs> quite well by looking at what comes out. Light brown uh, and floating, but I don't uh, do it. Morning glory, uh, <laughs> dark and uh, dingy, and everyone's wash your hands, keep them clean, clean, anyway. clean, clean. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, what's up for next year, you guys? Like, just to we'll sort of get get to a wrap up here because it is well, stinking fucking hot in here. It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Well, it's I'm, I know I'm going to get my t-shirts. You're going to do a hundred podcasts. What are you um, going to do? I'm going to... And, and aim low, I would say. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to... I'm, oh. <laughs> I, do you know what, actually? Do you know what I'm going to do? I am going to do a bit of this... Um, what's it called? I don't know what the name of it is, but it's Yoga. basically you eat, you eat less red meat. You don't go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Are you intermittent fasting? I do a little bit of that, like Terry Crews. I do that every day. You know, Terry Crews. Oh, my favorite. I think that he does it. I think. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe try that out this year. Yeah, but what were you saying? Sorry, I. Um, you're going to do less of what? Less eating meat. red meat, um, just by choice. Take uh, okay. because it, for, for environmental reasons, um, because get, the red get... meat industry uh, has a massive impact on. Uh, global CO2 emissions and, and and water use. I mean, talking about the heat today, I mean, a, a, a 500 gram steak it works out to be about I don't know 5,000 liters of water. Yeah. Hmm. To to grow the grain, to feed the cow, it's more than that. But so I'm insane. just I'm just going. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. less meat. I like hmm. this. Well, that's right. I mean, there's there, there's other options, you know, because obviously like vegetarianism or veganism even is going to be great for the planet. If everybody did it, it would improve at least CO2 sort of factors quite, you know, significantly. Mm-hmm. But nobody really wants to consider like giving up on the things that they really like. And, you know, I don't want to either. I love a burger. I love all these things. Even though I understand... You know, the ethical things. I believe that every animal is sentient. I don't mm. think we're just eating these, you know, numbskulls that don't know what's coming from. No. I, I, and in saying that, I don't know if that makes me evil or not. I still eat them, but I believe animals are sentient. Well, now that we're aware of that, and uh, it's already been ingrained in our culture to eat meat. And it's, well, only, it's, it's also, only been the last 50 years that we're sort of coming... It's not just cultural. But we're, it's, it's only been the last 50 years where farming has become the norm rather than going out and getting yeah, the, deer, the deer that you need for that winter yeah. doesn't exist anymore. That's right. And so you need to farm things. Exactly. And so, uh, you know... To sustain a massive population, especially. This is it. This is it. It's probably one of the best steps you can take is not choosing not to eat their... Look, I go down Tasman Meats... With fifteen dollars to get some chicken skewers, and Kath and I will spend one hundred and fifty bucks on meat. Yeah, you know, just but just apparently the, chickens, just the... like even eating chicken, is seventy five percent better in terms of CO two production than beef. You know, so if you choose chicken over beef, you're still making a difference environmentally, not obviously ethically when it comes to eating a sentient creature. But what's the, what's the environmental impact of a sausage? Well, heaps, man, heaps, heaps. Well, there is, heaps, but you heaps. can say the sausage is just accumulating, or you know, 
um, using the byproduct. A quality meat, a quality sausage. You, are you oh, asking? Yeah. Or, a quality, uh, yeah. Well, that's true. So a quality sausage, you've got to think of the setup of the farm, mm-hmm. the uh, production of the meat, the growing of the grain, the yep. water, the transport, the packaging, to the punter and then you forget to cook it and you throw it away. Throw it away. It's nothing. Was <laughs> a, it was a, a living creature. That's the major problem. Yeah. That's the major problem. Does it's anyone like, want another snuffy wagger? Yeah, no thanks. No thank you. Throw it in the fire. But if you had if you had actually grown that pig and slaughtered that pig, you would eat his the, sausage. Every, you would eat his asshole. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's worthwhile. But yeah, uh, not to go on an absolute tirade about it, but you know, talking about, you know, I'm not discrediting veganism or vegetarianism. Like sure. I've got some friends, uh, people I've known back in the day that, you know, big vegan advocates now and all credit to them. I wish I could have the same gusto. Um, um, yeah. Oh yeah, dedication to something that I understand and can identify with. You know, yeah. I just, I guess I'm too lazy or ignorant or... No, no, you just like meat. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you just like meat. It's 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 hard to give it up. It's it's a massive choice. But uh, yeah, I these think, people think, are proving it the, the the paradigm wrong. You know, I think the best way bodybuilders. I think the best way that you've you're saying is this year I'm going to eat less meat. Yeah. We're going to have less packaging. We're yeah. going to do given, given the option. I mean, as we've always got options, make choices, more choices, of vegetarian choices, and if you can, if you can't do that, then at least choose chicken or fish that's 75 percent better in terms of co2 production than red meat and and, and uh, renewable short enough eat stuff <laughs> <laughs> well i reckon this prick i don't know where we're at in the timing wise but i think this is a perfect opportunity for me to say uh, uh actually this is sincere uh tim uh, is going to take the piss but i actually want to say thank you for anyone that has listened to this podcast this year it's mm. uh we only do it for the shits and giggles. There is nothing. We're, we're not getting anything out of this apart from we get to uh, hang out together. And then I don't need a psychiatrist or a psychologist because I get it off my chest. And uh, hashtag um, men. Pay it forward. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag pay it the, forward. Hashtag on the chest. On the chest. And um, but yes, uh, sincerely thank you for uh, listening. And if uh, next year you listen, that'd be great. And on that uh, note, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on this year or whenever it has been. How many been ever about, I've done? Uh, I think you're out up, up to about the 50. Done the 50 a, done a, I've done a couple, but uh, thanks for uh, getting us in there. All right. Well, nice. we couldn't have, have had the podcast without... Uh, Timmy Taco. Uh, Daniel's Direct. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Sin City and all, all of our uh, co-hosts that we uh, really do appreciate. And it, I mean, Tim and I can just sit in a room and talk shit to each other week to week. Well, well, you've proved you can sit in a room and talk to yourself, but none have, of it, did, none of it would make any sense or come to any fruition I, I, Tim if da- Timmy Taco didn't put it together into something consumable yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody out there. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it does. And uh, look, uh, from Jezbot moving forward in 2019, the future, I would uh, wish you all the best that you can do. The most... Feel, feel this year. Love is love. I can feel it. Love is love. Love is love. And and, um, who doesn't love love? Who doesn't love love? I am. I'm Timmy Tucker. Sean enough. Sean enough. (laughs) Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. The ship will self-destruct in exactly two minutes and forty-five seconds.
escape pod. What if there are droids in the escape pod? The sensors wouldn't pick them up. Escape pods are really nice. Well, boys, it's a very lovely ship. I think you should go down. Goodbye.